In fact, I don't know any truly healthy relationship that has not had its good share of difficulties, disagreements, and different views. I can tell you that my closest friendships are with people who were able to go through difficulties with me, who were able to disagree with me, who are able to disagree with me, and who are able to have different perspectives. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. In this podcast episode, I want to debunk some myths about healthy relating. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to have healthy, vibrant, and long-lasting relationships. Well, then you need to know about these common beliefs that we have about healthy relating that are simply not true. So today, I am going to debunk three myths about relationships that I hear often from people who come to work with me. And you know, sometimes when people share about these myths with me, they believe in them so firmly that their voice has a tone of defeat. When they share these beliefs, it's almost as if they feel cheated out of life. When they have these experiences that they think they shouldn't have in their relationships. So let's talk about each myth and let's invalidate them. Then I'm going to share with you why these myths are false. And finally, I am going to talk to you about communication tools that you can use to help yourself with each myth. Because if you want to have healthy relationships in your life, then you must be aware of how you are communicating. Okay, let's go to myth number one. Myth number one says that good, healthy relationships are based on chemistry. That if you have good chemistry with another person, then everything will be okay. Like many beliefs, this myth carries its kernel of truth in the sense that we do feel more chemistry or more affinity with some people and not with others. For example, you go to a party and for some reason you talk to some people and not to everybody, or you feel more comfortable and more open with a few people, but not with every single person. And there are various reasons for this. Someone like author Louise Hay would say that it's a matter of energy, that the energy of some people is in a similar wavelength as your energy. And so there's something beyond the physical that facilitates connection or chemistry with some, but not others. Then, from the perspective of NLP, of neuro-linguistic programming, there's this concept of having greater chemistry with people with whom we share, in NLP terms, a similar map of the world. The map of the world, from the perspective of NLP, includes how your nervous system is wired, the kind of linguistic imprints and 
patterns you have, your communication style, and your modeling of the world. Let me give you an example. With some people, when you ask them a question such as, what kind of hobby do you have? That person may explain things to you in great detail, and they may even talk to you about the kinds of tools that they use to perform this hobby, and they may give you such precision and technicality when they explain about a hobby that if you share the same passion with them, it may be super interesting. But if you don't, and especially if you don't know much about that hobby, all these details may be boring or daunting. And there are also other people who would answer the same question, what kind of hobby do you have? And they would give you a very general idea about it. And at the end, after you hear this answer that's very general, you may either feel satisfied because you have the equivalent of a few strokes on a canvas and you can figure out how to make a good picture out of that, or you may feel that you don't really understand what they're talking about because the answer was so general that you don't know where to go from there and how to proceed with the conversation. So in neuro-linguistic programming in NLP, we say that depending on how you answer, you are revealing your map of the world and that we tend to have more chemistry with people who have a similar linguistic map. Now, sociologists and psychologists may say, well, we have greater chemistry with people who remind us of someone we know or someone we knew in the past and with whom we had a positive experience. Or they would say that it's our cultural, social, or implicit biases, the reason why we tend to gravitate to certain people and not others. However, whatever the reason may be for chemistry, even though it is useful to have good chemistry with others, good chemistry alone is not the main or the most important foundation for a healthy relationship. And when I talk about relationships, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. You can think of it as a friendship. You can think about a professional partnership. In fact, I'm sure you've had the experience in your life of meeting someone you didn't have good chemistry with in the beginning. Maybe you didn't even like this person. But in time, you learn to be more receptive to that person, so much so that the person you didn't have good chemistry with in the beginning is now your spouse, your best friend, your greatest ally. So no, good chemistry is useful, but it is not the foundation of healthy relationship. However, as you are communicating with others, it's useful to know what kind of linguistic maps you resonate with the most. Now, let's talk about the second myth. This is the belief that healthy relationships are relationships in which things are always easy, pleasant, and fun. And while it is important to have ease, to have pleasing moments with someone, and to have fun with the people you feel closest to in your life, these qualities alone are not what make relationships healthy. I know plenty of people I've coached 
or taught who have fun relationships with someone and after years of having this relationship be based on fun, it falls apart. And the relationship falls apart because it feels superficial. I remember working with two business partners years ago. They had a wonderful project that they wanted to bring forth. Both people had great skills and vision. And the foundation of the relationship was ease and fun. And because they had this belief that the only way they could have a healthy relationship was if they had ease or if they had fun, they completely avoided talking about anything that felt hard or challenging. So as they worked together to try to bring forth this project, when something challenging came up, and obviously it did, they would sweep things under the rug. In time, this created resentment and distrust. Because when one of the business partners had an issue, they would talk to someone else and sometimes reveal things about the project or the business that should have been kept confidential or that should have not been shared with the third party without the consent of both business partners. So you can imagine what happened there. The business partnership dissolved. And the saddest part of this is that these two people who were friends before, they stopped talking to one another and their friendship disintegrated too. So that myth that healthy relationships are always easy, pleasant, and fun is plain and simple a lie. And if you're holding such a story as true, then you need to take an honest look at your relationships and realize that you need to be able to communicate with others not only when things are easy, pleasant, and fun, but actually you need to learn to communicate with others when things are hard or unpleasant or serious. And that brings us to the third myth. The third myth is related to the second one, and it's probably the myth that even you may be considering as true. That is the belief that healthy relationships have no conflicts. This is the myth I work with the most with my communication clients and students. Now, with this one, I'd like for you to think about how you regard conflict. If you regard conflict as a competition for power, then I would probably say that yes, healthy relationships do not thrive when the parties are competing for power. However, when people talk to me about this, when they say that they have conflicts in their relationships, what they're really talking about are difficulties, disagreements, or different views about the same thing. And you may be surprised to hear this, but healthy relationships are relationships in which both parties have the capacity to go through difficulties, to go through disagreements and different views, and then find a way to achieve greater connection because of the difficulties, because of the disagreements, because of the different views. In fact, I don't know any truly healthy relationship that has not had its good share of difficulties, disagreements, and different views. 
I can tell you that my closest friendships are with people who were able to go through difficulties with me, who were able to disagree with me, who are able to disagree with me, and who are able to have different perspectives. And that in the process of having a dialogue about our differences, that's when we were able to strengthen the bond of our connection because we were both able to remain open and curious about the other in spite of the disagreement or the different viewpoint or the challenge. Every time I've had a difficulty with a friend and we've been able to communicate about it and hold space to listen to one another, that friendship became stronger, healthier, and more enjoyable. Why? Because in those friendships, my friends and I felt safe to be as we are. We felt safe to express ourselves. We felt safe to give each other feedback. And I'm repeating, we felt safe, we felt safe, we felt safe three times, because it's actually when both members of the relationship feel safe with one another that you can have a truly healthy relationship. And when I'm talking about safety here, I'm not necessarily referring to physical safety. I am talking about emotional safety. And do you know when you feel emotionally safe with someone? When you know that that person is willing to listen to you. Listening is the communication skill that allows us to create a safe space for ourselves and the other person, and to communicate safely. So if you want to have healthy relationship with others, you need to consider how you are listening to the other person, especially when the chemistry goes out the window, when things aren't fun, and in fact, when things are hard, when there are disagreements, and yes, conflicts. And the wonderful thing about all this is that you have what it takes to have healthy relationships in your life. I'm referring, of course, to your ability to learn to listen. You have the capacity to learn to listen so that you can create and maintain a safe space for the other person to feel emotionally safe with you, to be able to be exactly as they are, especially if they don't share your viewpoint. And you know, when you are able to notice that what the other person is doing or saying is triggering to you, but then you're able to make space for them because you're listening to them with generosity and you're also listening to them with the capacity to handle this difficult situation, this difficult interaction, well, then that's when the relationship goes from healthy to precious. I'm very blessed to have precious relationships in my life and to have witnessed my communication coaching clients and students develop and maintain precious relationships in their lives. And if you're interested in learning how to do that, then I want to invite you to an online course I'm starting soon called Choosing True Connection, learning to listen without losing your cool, taking it personally, or giving up who you truly are. 
I've spent the last few years working on this course. This is a one-of-a-kind course that truly helps you transform the way you listen so that you can have healthy and precious relationships in your life. You can find out more information about this when you visit languagealchemy.com forward slash enroll. I will add the link in the show notes. Again, I'm going to say it, it's languagealchemy.com forward slash enroll. Registration is open until April 21st. In this course, you'll transform the way you listen, you'll transform how you connect to yourself and others, and you'll be able to stay grounded no matter how others talk to you and create that sense of safety for yourself and for the other. Now, there are three ways of taking this course and payment plans are available and you can find all that information at languagealchemy.com forward slash enroll. Okay, let's recap what we've discussed in this episode. We talked about three myths of healthy relationships. Number one, the myth that healthy relationships are based on good chemistry. Number two, the myth that healthy relationships are always easy, pleasant, and fun. And number three, the myth that healthy relationships don't have conflicts. And I discredited those three myths. I also share with you that if you want to have healthy relationships, then you need to cultivate the communication skill of listening. As always, I'd love to know how what you hear in the Language Alchemy podcast lands for you. If you are in my mailing list and you're getting transformative communication tools in your inbox every week, then you can email me by responding to those emails. And if you follow me on social media, you can send me a DM, a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. It's very simple. You just find me at Language Alchemy, one word. I want to thank you so much for listening And I hope you check out the Choosing True Connection course on languagealchemy.com forward slash enroll. And I want to especially thank my client, Jana, for learning to have a precious relationship with her husband, Patrick. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao.